Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RIPodcast.net. This is episode 317, recorded live on Sunday, July 21st, 2013. And here are your hosts, the man who didn't want to record on Saturday, Dave Play. Hey! And the man who was forced not to record on Saturday, Andy Lowe. Hi. Yeah, so Andy left his job at the post office, and we're like, okay, cool, we can go back to recording on Saturdays, which gives him more time to work on the audio and put things together, and it's not as heavy hitting on his schedule, and we haven't been able to do so since. I do have to say, most of the blame is on you. Well, hey, hang on now, it's only been for two weeks. And... Both of those one of weeks. Those, well, one of those weeks, definitely the blame was on me. Yes. This week, the blame is on me, but it wouldn't have mattered. No, but I'd just like to clarify the point that there was blame on you for both yes. weeks. Yes, okay. there, there is. I, I will accept responsibility for both weeks, but also that this week it would not have mattered. No, no, it wouldn't have because I did not have power. In the middle of July. Mm-hmm. When it's, you know, 80-some-odd degrees outside. An entire day. Yeah, pretty much. We uh, went to go see the movies on Friday night. We saw The Heat. It's pretty funny. Kind of ironic. <laughs> True. I didn't even think about that. Like we went, You went to see The Heat because you knew that a movie theater would be a cool place to go. It was actually getting a little warm in the theater, which was a little odd. But anyway... Side note, the theater was packed, and I don't know why the theater was packed. Like, looking at the movies because that were coming out. most people were without power? I don't know. I think everybody wanted to see The Conjuring, and I'm sitting there going... What the hell is yeah, The Conjuring? I don't know. It's one of those scare-your-pants-off movies. Oh, why? No. Why would you see that? I don't know. Okay. So, the um, we, we come home, and you get that... You could definitely hear in the theater, over the theater sound system, the thunder that is happening outside. Oh, you had a thunderstorm, and that knocked out the power. Yeah, it was uh, pretty bad. I see. But you guys had that classic moment where you're driving home, and you get to the point, and you're like, well, wait a second, there are no street lights on. And you get to that intersection with the blinking red light, a four-way stop, and you're, the light's not on. You're just like, uh-oh. <laughs> that... That's not a good sign. <laughs> you you keep on getting close, and you're like, come on, please, lights anywhere? Power? Maybe? Hello? Maybe? But no, which didn't really bother me, because that night I just, um, I have the paper white, so. Hey, look, I'm reading an e-book with the light from the screen. It works fine. Charging the uh, cell phones was a little interesting. Yeah. Battery. <laughs> Definitely have a battery charger. Or just have a uh, car USB adapter. Yep. Of course, then you have to burn gas. You don't really have to burn gas. It's not like the amount of amps you're going to draw from that thing is going to drain your battery. Well, so well, I guess you could turn the car partially on. Yeah. It... Right. I forget that there are cars that do that. Does yours not? Andy, what car do I have? You have a Prius. My car is never partial. My car isn't fully on unless you're actually driving. True. Like, by the way it's set up, when you turn it on, it's always just partially on until you press down on the gas. And even then, it just kind of stays partially on sometimes. 
Yeah, so I could have done that. But then we also went to one of Kate's coworkers, which was having a party. wasn't too bad. And when we came back home, it's like, hey, we have power. Woo! Yay, power. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, no power on Saturday. So, yeah, we couldn't have been able to record. So now we're recording on Sunday. Yes, we are. And here we are recording on a Sunday. I did my maybe, run, and I'm ready to maybe go. next week. Maybe next week we'll record on a Saturday. Well, that was the plan. We'll we'll see what happens. Yep. Okay. Well then, what should we talk about? I don't know. I don't have Firefox open at the moment. Well, you, you should probably open it and get the list of topics. It's actually for what was a slow week, pretty impressive. That's because I can find topics anywhere. Yes. The very first one I want to talk about because uh, there's there's two topics that we can relate to it. There was a game that Andy and I played long ago called Transport Tycoon. I've never actually played this game. What? No, never. There was a game that I played a long time ago. Uh, and, and Aaron Hansowitz also played it. Well, I could see that. So, called Transport Tycoon, where it was it was similar to Railroads, Andy, in the sense that you built infrastructure. But you could build road... Rail, air, or sea. Okay. So it wasn't just railroads delivering goods. It was all of them delivering goods. And you could deliver passengers and you could deliver. And and it was a very well put together game. It was old. It was for the DOS machines. And the guy who designed it also designed Roller Coaster Tycoon. Oh, okay. Perhaps that I have that played. One. Yeah, well, he came back and is remaking Transport Tycoon for iOS and Android. How's it going to work? I don't know. <laughs> I've seen some screenshots, but I don't know what it's going to look like. There is a teaser trailer, and that's it. Yeah, this teaser trailer is just it, that. It, it's a teaser. It's like, it's if you know about what the game used to be... You will be excited by this trailer. I have there's, just watched this trailer. There is no gameplay. <laughs> yeah, I am not impressed because I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, there's no gameplay. There's no, it'll look like this. It's just a guy holding tickets and you hear the sound of a train in the background. But I'm super excited for it. Yeah, I'm not. Google Play needs a way to buy things for other people. Well, there is the Google Wallet. Wouldn't you be able to somehow... I can go out and buy, like, a Play Store card and give that to you and say, use it to buy this, but you have no obligation to then buy it. Google Play needs a gifting method like Steam has. So, tying into the second topic, All right. uh, because this is on the topic of simulation, and when you think about simulation, you think of kind of one or two big companies. You think of SimCity, so Maxis. Yep. What's the other one? Sid Meier. Oh, yeah. Firaxis. Maxis and Firaxis. Maxis! Maxis just and Firaxis. Maxis cool. just had some, some significant problems. We've talked about that. But what we haven't talked about, because we didn't know at the time, a couple devs are closing shop. What? what? A couple of the lead developers have said, enough of this. Screw you guys, we're out of here. 
Huh. Now, I'm not sure how to take this. They are founding an independent studio, and they are making a game about the beginning of a world. So, Sim Earth? As soon as you said that, it sounded like they were talking about Spore. No, because it's not about the life on the Earth. It's about the planet itself, simulating the growth of a planet. But the question I want to pose is, how much of what happened with SimCity was their fault? I don't know. That's are these are these devs competent game designers who were just stuck in a bad position with uh, EA sitting over them saying no, it has to do this, or are these the guys that really fucked up? Oh, I don't know. The question <laughs> becomes. How much do people care about simulation games anymore outside of something like Transport Tycoon, which is basically a remake of a classic simulation game that they remember playing growing up? Well, I mean, we could go on to Steam and see how many sim games there are now. Tropico seems to be doing pretty well. Civ is doing fantastic, especially with the new expansion. But aren't those just continuations of classic strategy games that we all played growing up okay well so some of it's going to depend on what you're defining as simulation are you talking about an economic simulation or just a general simulation we'll just say a general simulate what do you mean economic simulation give me well, a well like transport tycoon would i'd call that an economics situ- uh, simulation where you're simulating an infrastructure for the purpose of driving an economy because star citizen is going to be a simulation game it's a space combat simulator. I mean, you want to see... Here, I, I've got, I think I've got the perfect response to you. Give me one sec. I have to remember what this thing is called. No, I don't want that one. On a completely unrelated note, while Dave's doing that, I think one of the floor lamps in our apartment is actually crooked. Why is that anywhere near important? I just noticed it, and you were doodling on your computer, so... There we are. Ah, all right, go look up the SciTech, S-A-I-T-E-K. S-A-I-T-E-K. 52, uh, X-52. Okay. This is a mid-level throttle and stick. For using Flight Simulator X, I'm guessing. For any sort of flight simulator. Mid-level. Okay, what are you trying to prove? Look at how much it is. Do you want me to find some of the rigs that are used in iRacing? iRacing. Remember we, we talked... Talk- yeah, okay, yeah. We're right, and those are, are hundreds of dollars, thousands of dollars. Yeah. Yeah. But that's the point. Like, simulation might not be big, but the people who like it really like it. Yeah, it's a very niche thing, just like model airplanes or something. It's Yeah. <laughs> I've been to a model airplane show. It's a niche market... But the people who are into it are into it. Heck, going to a ham radio show, oh my god. The amount of people that go to the Dayton Hamvention is surprisingly old, but still, there's a lot of people there. Yep. So, okay, so I'll, say, I'll give you the fact that there's probably still a market for it, but it's probably not very mainstream. I think the, the problem that really happened was that SimCity tried to be mainstream. Yeah, it failed yeah 
By the way, the X65F is really the one that I was thinking of, which is <laughs> like, uh, let's see, by now, where did that go? It's for combat pilot simulators as opposed to just flight simulators. And it's $400. Now you've got me looking at iRacing rigs, and oh my god. Right. I mean, this is just ridiculous. iRacing rig with five monitors? This this joystick, Andy, the joystick doesn't move. It senses how hard you're pressing on it. All right, so where are we going with this? I don't know. I kind of lost track. It <laughs> got away from us. <laughs> we went down a rabbit hole, and we got lost. But it so it, it kind of has to do with you're making the claim that simulation games are fading away. It's just becoming more and more niche. Will that work? Yes. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that, but I'm willing to let it go for now and see what happens. Okay. Because it's, it's entirely possible that I'm in that niche. And so to me, it appears that it's a bit broader. All right. Oh, so we want to go continuing with somewhat homemade stuff? Sure. Home, wait, where's homemade coming from? How about 3D printing? 3D printing? The commercially just, available desktop 3D printers. Yeah, there's a couple of them that just finished on Kickstarter. How good is their filtering system? I don't know. How good does it need to be? Well, it seems that a couple of studies by the Department of Civil Agricult- uh, Architectural and Environmental Engineering at the Illinois Institute of Technology... Yeah. And the National Institute of Applied Science in France. Yeah. Uh, did a study of how environmentally friendly these 3D printers are. And they actually found out that there is a high level of ultra-fine particles, which are less than 100 nanometers across, getting released by these printers. Oops. Yeah, these things are so fine that they can be... Uh, they're, they're so small that they can actually transfer through the blood-brain barrier and actually get deposited in your head. Oops. That does not sound like a good thing. No. So my uh, suggestion is, if you're going to buy a 3D printer... Buy a good filter. Buy a good filter and ventilation system. Yeah. So 3D printers should be kept under, like, vent hoods, and you should wear a gas mask... Okay. That's that's actually really useful information. I I'd, I'd been considering picking one up. Well, maybe not so much anymore. Just keep tabs on what you're doing. Ah. Okay then. You'll have to be a little smarter about that. I I thought about it. I really did. Uh I looked at the Kickstarter for some of those 3D printers and you know they're really really cheap. What would you do with it? That was why I haven't done it yet. And like it, it, you know, they've got these demos. Like you can do this or you could do that. I'm like that's cool. Okay, I don't care. And after that, what am I going to do? Well, you can do this or you can do that. I'm like and yeah, right. That's the same thing. And after that, like, what am I going to use this for? There is one thing that I'd want to use it for, but this would involve uh some actual electrical engineering and studying. Um, for some silly reason, there's actually a port on the back of my cell phone that you can plug in for an external antenna. So how come nobody has actually built an external like battery case or something 
that has a built-in external antenna on it, so I can actually get you know decent service mm-hmm. when I'm out here in the middle of nowhere. It's not really in the middle of nowhere. I am ten miles from a city with a po- what is the population of Kalamazoo? Seventy-four thousand. Is that the Kalamazoo Portage metropolitan area? I don't know. It just says Kalamazoo population. It's been declining. According to the Office of Management and Budget, the metropolitan area of Kalamazoo and Portage has a population of 326,000. Okay, so that's the metro area. That's Kalamazoo and Portage and a couple other places. Yes, but not adding in Battle Creek. No, but probably going out to, like, Manitowan and Pawpaw. Manitowan? Wait a minute. Sorry, Did you Manitowan. just pronounce... Manitowan. Pro- <laughs> it's tiny. It's on the screen. Uh, hang on. 300,000? Yes. That has to include Battle Creek. No. If you include Battle Creek, then the population rises to 524,000. So the metropolitan Kalamazoo area is three times the size of Ann Arbor? What's All right. So let's look at the Michigan census data here. Grand Rapids area, Lansing, Kalamazoo, Battle Creek Portage, South Bend. Where the heck is Washtenaw County in here? Okay, Ann Arbor is kind of roped in with the Detroit, Warren, Ann Arbor area. Mm-hmm. All right, let's see. The Ann Arbor metropolitan area includes Ann Arbor, Chelsea, Milan, Saline, and Ypsilanti. All right, here you go. City population, Kalamazoo is 74, Ann Arbor is 113. Metro area, which is the Kalamazoo-Portage metro area, is 325. The Ann Arbor metro area is 350. Okay. What is the Ann Arbor metro area? It's Ann Arbor, Ipsy, Saline, Whitmore Lake, and Milan, and a couple other places. Ypsilanti's got to be included in that. I mean, Ann Arbor and Ypsilanti, outside of just the dividing line at... All right, what, you what can't you tell say? where one begins and the other ends. No, I, I would say 23 is kind of a dividing line. Would you agree or no? Between Ann Arbor and Ipsy? Yeah. Uh, it's just east of 23 is the dividing line. Really? Yeah. Because, I don't know, Ann Arbor proper seems to be pretty much inside... 94. I, yeah, I, I understand, Andy, but I'm telling you the dividing line is east of that. It's actually golf side is what I'd call the dividing line. Hmm. Thank you. However, okay, so I Ann Arbor... like most of our, our listeners really could care less. But I'm, okay, so, but I'm just saying. It's okay, a, okay. Yeah. Comparing Ann Arbor to out here, it's night and day, even though they are the same population size. And it's a bit surprising that there's crap cell phone service out here. Yes. Especially with Battle Creek right next door and Grand mm-hmm. Rapids just to the north. Yep. But you know how quickly cell phone signals can drop. Oh, yeah. You don't have to go too far out of the tower. Once you're away from the network, it's gone. Especially now that everything's digital. With analog, you probably could maybe get something, but with the digital, you either have it or you don't. By the way, putting the, the dividing line at golf side means that WCC would be in Ann Arbor and St. Joe would be in Ipsy. Mm-hmm. So speaking of wireless, yeah. 
Remember we talked about those wireless, like, Homeland Security FEMA alerts that would get sent to your phone? Yeah. The ones that you couldn't opt out of? Well, you could opt out of certain parts of them, like, right, like Amber Alerts. Right, the presidential degree, decrees yeah. you could not opt out of. But the Amber Alerts you could opt out of. Yeah. Well, it turns out a bunch of people didn't opt out of them in New York City. Because I have a feeling most people didn't even know that they were opted into them. Probably not. Okay. Well, now they hopefully will, because at 4 a.m. on Wednesday, at, at 4 a.m., everybody's alerts went off for an Amber Alert. <laughs> wow. Do, do you want me to actually read you what this Amber Alert said? Sure. All right. It said, Manhattan, New York, Amber Alert. Update. L-I-C slash G-E-X 1377 parentheses N-Y parentheses 1995 tan lexus es 300 how the hell is that helpful (laughs) the only thing i got out of that is that they want us to find a tan lexus a 1995 tan lexus es 300 license plate new york license plate gex 1377 okay but but yeah at 4 a.m if you look at that text message you'd be like what the I would delete it, think nothing of it, and proceed to fall back asleep, getting ready to call AT&T and say, what the fuck was that? <laughs> or I'd text back. I wonder how many people texted back, going like, what the hell? <laughs> Who's going to abduct a kid at four in the morning? Whose kid is out at four in the morning? Uh, it was actually abducted by his mother, who is uh, escaped from a mental hospital. Oh. So she broke in and took the kid. Yes. Wow. The baby had been placed in foster care within the last three months, and um, Mrs. Lopez was reported to be bipolar and had shown recent outbreaks of violence. Oh, great. Uh, On a side note, the uh, police have found Mrs. Lopez and her son in good condition, and she has been arrested and charged with custodial interference. Yeah, I bet. She said that she was found— she was actually found after the Amber Alert led to a tip to the department's Crime Stoppers hotline. So it, it did worked. work. For the, like, five people who could decipher that message. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm glad that it worked. But that's got to suck. <laughs> yeah, I'm not – I don't think I have any of the optional alerts turned on on my phone. I think I just have the – official ones turned on the ones that you can't turn off yes yeah laura's phone woke us up a couple weeks ago with like a severe weather alert i remember that we looked at that and said like what the hell can we turn this off no uh fuck (laughs) so yeah way to go 4 a.m wake up call okay what else do we have we have uh, Microsoft. Microsoft, all right. Microsoft. What did Microsoft do? They Microsoft wrote... screwed up a little bit. So, you know the Surface, right? The Microsoft Surface? Yeah. That that iPad killer sort of, or even just yeah, bullshit. iPad. I, I can't even call it an iPad killer. It's a clone. I, iPad clone. Oh, there we go. Yeah. Um. 
they had written off nine hundred million dollars of unsold surface inventory. <gasps> oh God. Oh Microsoft. Oh why? Why? Nine hundred million dollars. This right, would explain why their stock just fell twelve percent. Yes, this is basically why. Okay, so according to one calculation, hold on, I have to see if this guy's math is right. Um, the $900 million equals to about 6 million Surface tablets that Microsoft is sitting on that they can't sell. And they've basically decided, screw it, we're not going to sell them, so we'll just write it off. As in, I love how Microsoft can you go, yeah, we'll just write it off as a $900 million loss. Meh. Are they going to give them away? I don't know. What are, are they, they going, going to do to with these? Are they going to sit in a warehouse? Are they going to bury them in the desert? <laughs> they start digging through the desert? What are all these Atari cartridges doing out here? I, oh, God. Microsoft. Why? Who is in charge of the Surface? Well, now it's part of hardware, so that new Lois lady Who who's in charge now? is in charge of the Surface. Well, now she now I think the the surface got moved under her. Who was in charge of the surface? And she is now again. No, that no. I I know she worked with the surface. The new whatever her name is. Yes, Lois. That we should really know. That we should know. I know her name is Lois. That's it. Go go Google. Great. I have the keyword of charge in there, and so everything I'm finding is about the battery. <laughs> Who designed? <laughs> no, I don't want Office of Surface Mining. This is not helpful. Let's try this. God, my Google Foo is horrible. So for Microsoft... Ran Windows 8 Pro. Yeah, I know that. Tell me what part of Microsoft was responsible for this. Well, regardless, they lost a lot of money on it, and their stock just plummeted by 10%. Which actually means... Hmm. What does that bring their stock down to? Uh, $31. Whoa! $32. That's a significant fall. Yeah, I'm not getting... Oh, geez. Trying to find through the Wikipedia article? Not so much. Yeah, it's bad. So... Mm Mm-hmm. We'll just leave it at that. Yeah. So what else? Uh, there's going to be a Batman Superman movie. There is going to be a Batman Superman movie. I think that's like the biggest news out of Comic-Con. And Beep. it looks kind of interesting. So the in the announcement, uh, it was a guy reading a line. And the line was... It was something like, um, I want you to remember this day, Clark. I want you to remember my my hand around your throat. Things like that. Okay. And it was Batman having beaten Superman. 
and people went nuts. It's actually from a comic series released a while ago called The Dark Knight Returns. Not to be confused with The Dark Knight Rises. No. These are different. And so this is going to be... They, they said it's not a remake of, but that it is heavily inspired by. Because you're going to take the Man of Steel Superman. Okay, I haven't seen the Man of Steel. I haven't actually seen it either. It's actually out of the theaters already here. What What is the Man of Steel Superman? I don't know. It's th- because, it, So the Superman in Dark Knight Returns is like a government pawn Superman. It's set in a world where being a superhero is illegal. They've basically outlawed superpowers. There's one showing that I, I can still see it. I found one showing for it at 10.15 at night. I really don't want to do that. No, you, you don't want to do that. No. But the concept of, like, this is this is not Batman and Superman buddy cop movie. This is... Batman versus Superman. And this is not... Even though Christopher Nolan and Emma Thomas have signed on to be executive producers... It is not the continuation of either series? Well, no. This is a continuation of Man of Steel. This is going to be the Man of Steel sequel. But it is not the Dark Knight. No. And it's not that Dark Knight, because Christian Bale will not be in this film, so... Christian Bale is doing other things. Yes. So you're going to have Christopher Nolan to, you know, do things. So expect a deep voice? I, I don't know. Hmm. Expect to be Dark Knight-like? Yep. But not the same. You're the Superman know. that Metropolis needs? I don't know. I really hope they don't use that line. So the question then becomes, Andy, yes. is this leading the way to a Justice League movie? <sighs> is this the preview? Like, is this the dry run? I don't know, because I I honestly don't know if you can pull the success of the Avengers... With DC. With DC. I mean, DC has some pretty lame-ass superheroes. Laura saw saw a line on, on, I think it was on Pinterest the other day, and it was actually really kind of telling is... Marvel is successful because their heroes are flawed and their supervillains are heroic. I could that, see that. And it doesn't apply to DC. No. I mean, DC's villains are fucking evil. Look at the Joker. <laughs> look at the Joker. Look at Lex Luthor. Right. These are not heroic people. I mean, Luthor, there, there have been a couple storylines where he's, you know, he steps in and saves the day, but... It's still because it's his own personal glory. Yeah. The Joker is just fucking evil. So I'm not sure that you can get the same the, the same result out of DC as you did out of Marvel. No. And oh, on another side note with the Marvels, the uh, Avengers sequel has been titled. Yeah? The Avengers Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron? Yes. Okay. Um Looking into the Wikipedia article on Ultron. The mythos, yeah. Ultron is a living automation created by scientist and Avengers member Hank, Hank Pym. Pym. Yeah, Ant-Man. Yeah, Ultron. Oh, shit! Oh, that's going to be awesome! How do, how do you bring Ant-Man into this? Hey, look at that. He has his own movie coming up. Yeah. Yeah. Ultron was... Because was, Hank Pym is a pacifist. Yes. 
in the comics. And so Ultron was his creation to kind of be the the guard in a jail. And it was supposed to be nonviolent. It's kind of the classic AI goes rogue and misreads its its intent, its purpose. And so its you know its job is to maintain order. And so the way it decides to do that is by killing everyone. Now to just point this out, Ant Man is not part of Phase Two. The uh, Ant Man movie uh, is going to be in Phase Three. Except it comes out before Phase Two. No. No. Ant-Man is coming out after Avengers 2. Really? According to the current Marvel Universe timeline. Well, movie timeline. How? Wait. Okay, so lay out the timeline for me. Let's let's talk Com- through this. Coming up next is Thor 2. Thor 2, yes. When does then, Okay, do we have an estimated release date? Thor 2 is coming out in July of next year. No, it's... We have a year-long drought? No. No, no, no sorry. It's... Don't give me that. November. Thor 2 is coming out in November. We have... What else November we have? We have 13th. Captain okay. America 2. Cap 2. Release date. Captain America 2 is... Hold on. You'd think this would be the research that Andy and I would do before we sat down to record. But that's April... half the fun of listening. April 4th, 2014. Four four fourteen. Okay. Okay. Really? Then why? Why they should have released it on June sixth? Do you really think? Oh six. Ah, uh, that what? would be funny. Release it on June sixth, D Day. Yeah. For a okay. Captain America movie. That would actually be kind of. If yeah. you're already putting it in April, two months later you hit the summer blockbusters. You hit D Day for a patriotic movie. What are you thinking? <laughs> All right, so Thor 2, Cap 2. Then you there have... Was a, there was the new one. Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. And Guardians comes out. Da, 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 da. Let me see. They've got to be introducing... August 1st. 8-1. And then the new Avengers. Yes. So we get three more. There's Iron Man 3 has already come out. That's part of Phase 2. Yes. Thor 2, Cap 2, Guardians of the Universe, and then Avengers Phase 2, Age of Ultron. Yes. And that's releasing... I don't think they've actually picked out a release date for it. Do they have a time frame? Um, Oh, sorry, no. May 1st, 2015. I forgot they actually did release a... Whoa! So, from August to May... We're getting one approximately every four months until you hit August yeah, of next year. And then it's a break for eight months? Now, okay, so we got... Seven months, is that? We have, we have a fall release with Thor. We have a late spring... Spring summer... release with Cap, and then a fall release of Guardians. And then, and then a May 1st really release. late spring... I'm just saying, it's four months, four months... So four months, five months, four months, seven months. Yeah, but the, if you're going to do Avengers 2, you got to do it right at that May time slot, yeah, that the, May-June slot. It's, well, you can't do it any is, earlier. Why not, why not toss something in between Guardians and Avengers? Because they don't have anything planned. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if they'll introduce Hank in Avengers and then give him his own movie more as a spinoff. 
Ooh. That could be interesting. I mean, they did introduce the Hulk in Avengers. Yes, and they're still still on the fence about those spinoffs. Right. But yeah, I think the Hulk has kind of proved that you don't need to have... Well, actually, technically, there was the Hulk movies beforehand. Yeah, but those aren't canon compared to the Avengers initiative. Uh, No, actually, the Edward Norton one. Yeah, because... Mark was Ruffalo, canon? when he, yeah, when Mark Ruffalo was in the ship, he talked about the last time he was in New York City. He kind of broke Brooklyn, which was the final fight scene for the Edward Norton's Hulk movie, oh. which I okay. actually watched. Is it worth watching? Uh... <laughs> I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I'll take that as if, like the if you're sick with the flu and stuck on the couch without the energy to move. It's better than nothing. Yeah. But yeah, that one actually was canon because that had Robert Downey Jr. showing up at the end of the movie. Oh, okay. That, first, that was part of the initiative. That first Ang Lee one. I'm not sure if the that the Edward Norton one was a sequel to the Ang Lee one or not. I'm not I don't sure. Because so Edward Norton was already on the run in that movie. so There was an Age of Ultron series, by the way. Yeah, it was actually a pretty recent series, too. It's interesting how they're they're kind of matching the storylines with some very major changes between the movies and the comics. Like Tony Stark's identity is known. One word, Mandarin. Or the Mandarin. <laughs> I there 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 are a couple theories about that that there really is still the Mandarin hiding behind the scenes and still manipulating everything. I it I don't know. Because if you look at the uh the um 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 original Iron Man, the terrorist group is like the sons of the Ten Rings. Yeah. Which is a reference to the Mandarin. Yeah. So, so. it might still be out there. It's just yeah. in such the shadows that Right. Yeah. We'll see. They also, I mean, you know, advanced idea mechanics was they they really screwed with that too. Yeah. Basically, it's the Iron Man mythos that they really like fucking with. Everything else they've kept pretty well. Iron Man, totally fucking with it. Because it, it just seemed to work. Yep. So, where do you want to go from here? I don't know. Taking all bets that uh, Avengers 3 is the Civil War or the Secret mm. War, one or the other. Ooh. I don't know if I want to... That actually makes sense. So, speaking of TV and movies... Yeah. Um, first off, HBO put out a whole bunch of... Uh, sent to to Google, basically like a, hey... Massive takedown? Yeah. Um, it was... How many... They just sent a bunch of just a massive list of, hey, we want you to take down these sites from your search results because they're pirating sites. Yeah. Uh, one of which was a torrent linking VLC. What? Like the actual just freeware VLC program, open source VLC? The open source VLC. HBO asked Google to take down VLC. Well, not VLC, but the, the, the URL in question links to torrentportal.com, but yeah. it's the... The torrent being linked is VLC. Being linked is VLC 
Okay. Did Google take it down? Well, they said no. Okay. They said no to the entire thing, basically. Whoa! Really? Why would they not take all of it down? Um, what they do do, though, is downrank the sites based on the number of DMC notices it receives. Okay. But still, HBO also had a bunch of other things in here that were not um, HBO content. Um, ben Harper's album, Give Till It's Gone. Naruto, a couple of free Java applets, and Prince of Persia 5. Why is HBO trying to take these down? I'm not sure. And you know, I be, think it was just... It would be a, really funny as if HBO tried to take down, like, Google's links to Netflix. That would be kind of funny. But this is just ridiculous. This is automated DMC notices getting sent to Google without anybody actually having any oversight on it. Yeah. I mean, what the hell? During the past month of love, I love this, copyright holders asked Google to remove 14.8 million URLs from its search results. (sighs) This is getting out of hand again. Yeah, it is. Like, ridiculous. Oh, those 14 million URLs requested to be removed are only a uh, connected to 37,000 specified domains. So it's a lot of the same? Yeah. My guess is something like FilesTube, a rapid library, where it's like rapid library 1, li- rapid library 2, rapid library yeah. 3. Probably. It's still really annoying, though. Yes. So switching to TV still. Remember we talked about Aereo? There was that company in New York City that had a whole bunch of little tiny... Yeah. Antennas and Fox said that they were going to pull their channel off the air if this thing kept going. Yeah. Well, they got sued, and um, the New York court said, hey, no, this is this is legal. So then it got kicked up to the Court of Appeals. Which also said... Um, they actually refused today to rehear the case. So basically, <laughs> the, the, the panel of judges ruled in favor of saying, yeah, hey, so- this is... So this to to recap, this is a little antenna. Yes. That you can purchase. Yes. And then you like leave it at home, connected to your network. Well, no, 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 no. That's 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 more of like a sling box. Okay. The company Aereo has a whole bank of little tiny antennas. Just huge, just massive number of them. Okay. And you basically pay them their seven dollars a month. And you can get access to the over-the-air content coming from that antenna. So I just have a warehouse of antennas. Yes. And I stream equivalently, like, from, quote-unquote, the antenna. Yes. Even though I don't have to do it from that antenna, because I could just have one antenna, it's the fact that these other antennas exist, and I can just say that it's streaming from that antenna. Well, that's the way they're getting around the legal mumbo-jumbo with this right. sort of thing, is they have to have each individual... They have to have the physical antennas. Yes. But they don't technically need to be streaming from that. Now you get into a gray area. Right. But that's the idea, and so far the... Um... <laughs> so it, is it... Fox going to make good on their bluff? Fox, a Fox spokesman told Bloomberg that his company would be reviewing its options, including taking the case against Aereo to the Supreme Court. I'm, uh, what, what constitutionality is in question here? 
They claim the company violates copyright by snagging broadcast signals and streaming them over the internet. So they're re-losing online streaming or something? I'm not sure. You know, if these companies had gotten on board online streaming 10 years ago, this wouldn't be a problem, would it? No, no, it wouldn't. Innovate. Have to innovate. Speaking of innovation, or lack thereof, tell me about NCAA and EA Games. Okay, so EA had the agreement with the NCAA for the likeness, this, that, and the other thing, so they could produce the NCAA football video games. Right. Well, there was that whole lawsuit against EA and the NCAA about player likenesses, how the college players, which are not quote-unquote named in the video games, but... Look if, like... Yeah. If, <laughs> if there's a six foot four, 200-pound African-American wide receiver... It kind of lines up with the actual guy who is six foot four, African American, and is a wide receiver at the University yeah. of Michigan. Right. So they are basically without named, but it's still the same guy. Right. So there was a big hoopla about that thing. So and the NCAA said, "All right, we don't want to have to deal with this lawsuit anymore. We're just dropping the contract." After NCAA next, said that they were dropping the contract. Yeah, the NCAA said, "All right." We don't want to have to deal with all this litigation anymore. After the next year, when the contract is up, we're not going to renew. Wow. Which everybody said, okay, what's EA going to do then? And EA's answer is? Um, They are going to sign a new agreement with the collegiate licensing company. So instead of the NCAA, they're going with the company that holds the licenses for the NCAA. Except they cannot use the name NCAA. They they have the rights now to use more than 150 colleges, conferences, and bowl games in its video game series. <laughs> but they can't call it NCAA. No, they can't call it NCAA. They, they have the rights to the schools. They don't have the right to the association. No. So what's it going to be called? I don't College know. College Football 2014? Well, no, no. NCAA fo- Football 14 is the last one that's under the okay, contract. Okay, so College Football 15. Probably. Really, the only loser in this is the NCAA. Which has been pretty much the case. Outside of March Madness, the college uh, stations have kind of, well, the colleges have kind of realized that they can get a lot of the money just for themselves if they just do the licensing agreements outside of the NCAA. Yeah. Of course, you do get into the trouble where, like, you have this random school in Texas that refuses to or that doesn't own their own fight song, and the composer of the fight song doesn't want to give it up. Yeah. Instead of, yeah, especially if there's a school out there that is not part of the collegiate licensing company. So instead of the Texas A&M, it's the the Texas AMS or something. (laughs) Yeah. I love this. NCAA says we're not doing this. Shortly afterward, EA and the CLC (laughs) said they're still going to do it. The, uh... CLC rep told the the, the, art, the author of the article here, there's no reason to discontinue the game, which has been and is in compliance with rules regarding college football. Through its relationship I, with okay. EA... This is, this is the Dave Pillay version of rules and compliance, though, where EA looked for every loophole they could find. Does it follow the spirit of the, the rulings? No. In no way, shape, or form. Yeah. 
they will make sure that the participating collegiate institutions are not granting and have never granted any license to the rights to utilize the names, face, image, or likeness of any athlete. Yeah, bullshit. <laughs> it feels like this is honestly, you know, those true crime dramas where they say, like, the names have been changed to protect the innocent, except nobody's innocent in this one. Right. <laughs> names have been changed, but not really. No. It's still going to be a college football game. It's still going to have all your colleges. It's just not going to be called NCAA football. I haven't picked one up in a couple of years. Maybe I should go see what is available. I haven't touched one in forever. They're decent games. It's just it's the same game year after year after year. What was it? Was it 13 that had the competitive dynasties? I think so. Or was that 12? I know they started to get more and more online stuff with right. the dynasties. Which would be great, you know, if you had 14 friends all buying the game on opening day. All be willing to play and continue yeah. to play. Yeah. Okay, we are probably nearing the end, maybe, possibly. Yes. So would uh, you like to do the random review? Sure. Random review of a game called Strike Suit Zero. Take a space combat simulator and cross it with Omega Boost, which was a game on the PS2, and cross it with Gundam Wing. And you get pretty close to Strike Suit Zero. I have no idea what you just... Outside of space combat, I got that. Okay, so you are a spaceship, right? You, you've got X-Wing versus TIE Fighter. Right, you are a spaceship. Okay. You fly around. It's from... Typically from third person, but it can be from inside the cockpit if you'd prefer. Okay. You fly around, you escort ships, you launch off of a carrier, you blow shit up, you target things, you have missiles that you can lock on, you have thrust control, space combat simulator. And just as a space combat simulator, it's actually, it's fairly simple. Uh, it was designed with the Xbox 360 controller in mind, so it's it's kind of tight controls, very simple controls. You don't have a lot of the, like, readjust shields or set thrust to be three-quarters power. It's just thrust, break, pitch, yaw, roll, kind of basic controls. Okay? Okay. Not a bad game, but not fantastic. Except that once you get to the third mission, you unlock the strike suit which is a new prototype fighter that turns into a giant robot. <laughs> okay, so that's where Gundam comes in. All right, I see right. that. <laughs> so, so you're flying around, you're flying around, and you collect this material slash energy called flux as you fly around and blow shit up. And once you have flux, you turn into a giant robot, which then basically spends the flux as its resource. So you have to collect this stuff to turn into a robot so you can use it as ammo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's just kind of like a WTF, now I'm a giant robot. Which a for some people would super not... super-powered robot. Yeah, for some people they're like, oh, cool. I mean, Other so, people... Well, it's hmm. like Death Blossom from Last Starfighter. Yes. Right, where it's just like, it's the I win button for a good 10 seconds. Of course, after that, you're back to normal and kind of screwed. But, yeah, it's it's clever. It's a good game. It's very tight. The graphics are nice. Um, there is one downside in that it's a little pricey for what you get. 20 bucks. Yeah. 
So I got it on the during the Steam sale. So you so got, got it, it for five. Yeah, uh, six, I think. I didn't get it when it was on Super Sale. Oh, right now on the Summer Sale, it's $5. Oh, then I got it for five bucks, which is a great price for it. Definitely five bucks. They did make, however, this is Kickstarted, by the way, and they did make a stripped-down version called Strike Suit Infinity. Okay. Go look that one up on Steam. Hold on, I'm searching. Oh, it's a dollar seventy-five. Yeah, and it's no story. It's no progression. It's wave after wave after wave of bad guy. You get to buy upgrades. You get to buy allies. But it's just wave after wave after wave of space combat, which for a buck seventy-five, totally worth it. Hmm. I wonder if Green Man Gaming is going to have their stuff still going on. Cause that's also uh, at like $6 something on Green Man Gaming. But I wonder if that's going to disappear as soon as the summer sale ends. I think the summer sale. So Green Man Gaming is the group that made it in the first place. Oh, all right. If you could use StrikeSuitZero.com. At least I think that's the group. No, I thought they sell. Oh, no. It's different. another site that yeah. sells games. Okay. Uh, one other thing about StrikeSuit Zero is it does support the Oculus Rift. Oh, God. Which, in a space combat simulator, you really have to have a strong stomach. Yeah, I can see that. Because I'm playing this thing just normally, and it, it's taken me a couple hours of gameplay to readjust to the thinking of the enemy's gate is down, in the sense that there is no down. There's no up, there's no down, there's no right way to look at it, you just fly around. And it's it's taken a little while to readjust to that, and I can't imagine trying to do that with the Oculus Rift. Huh. I don't know if I would actually play this, though, because I'm not a big... I haven't done space combat in a long time. Yep. By the way, I don't know if you noticed, Eve was on sale. Did you buy Eve? I did not buy... I was really tempted to buy Eve for $5 just to have it in case I wanted to subscribe in the future. Eve was $5. Yeah, not going to do it. No. Definitely not. Alright. That would be the random review. Do you want to know what the random topic is? I actually know what the random topic is. I'm sad and disappointed in the random topic. Yep. It's the Biebs. Justin the Biebs. Bieber. You you're really going to call it the Biebs? Everybody calls it the Biebs. Aren't you hip with today's youth? No, I'm not. <laughs> Is that really a question? <laughs> I'm I'm just curious how to spell the Biebs. Is it probably yeah, B I E B S. There All is right, no there we go. spelling of the Biebs. No, no, cuz it's Bieber, B I E B E R. So mm-hmm. the Biebs is B-I-E-B-S. Oh, look, it's thebeebs.tumblr.com. I wonder what this is like. No, no, Andy, don't. <laughs> oh, look, Andy, it's the Biebs. Don't. Why would you do that? So many pictures of Justin Bieber. Why would you do that, Andy? Now it's in your Google history. I can remove it. Mm-hmm. Sure. Oh, he grew up in London, Ontario. Yeah, he's Canadian. You didn't know? Well, yeah, but he's, like, outside of Michigan Canadian. Yeah. He was raised in Stratford. 
He's Canadian. <laughs> well, I know that, but I'm saying like he's local Canadian. Local not like, Canadian. Not like, you know, Vancouver. Which is local Canadian to people in Seattle. Yes, but I'm saying local to me is uh, – Stratford's is, what? Is that something that you consider like a badge of pride? I like to support local – I'm not going to support the Beebs, but I – I like to support local artists, except that one. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just curious now, how about the the Stratford? R-A-T-F-O-R-D. Stratford, Ontario, Canada. Yeah, it's only a four-hour drive. So, what, you want to go see where he was born? No! I'm still considering him a local... Are you a Justin Bieber fan in disguise or in denial? I don't even know anything Justin Bieber has done. Sure you do. I have? What movie did he just make? He made a movie? Yes, Andy, there was a movie. And you can try and pretend that you don't know that the movie exists, but we all know that you own it on DVD. I own what movie on DVD? Whatever the Justin Bieber movie was called. (laughs) You don't even know! I just know he made a movie. You sound angry that I don't know more about Justin Bieber, Andy. Well, you're trying to blame this Justin Bieber bit on me. Well, no, it's the fact that it's a random topic. That is actually partially my fault, unfortunately, that I was sitting between Brian and Kate. And that's not a good place to be when you bring up Justin Bieber, because then... What did you do? This was uh, one of the episodes. I don't think when Brian was on. I'm not sure if you were there or not. What did you do, Andy? I somehow got Justin Bieber on the random topic list. Well done. God damn it, Andy. But what is he, what has he done? Well, well, let's look at the news for Justin Bieber recently. Let's see what, what has he done. He lost a monkey. <laughs> he, he what? He lost a monkey. The Boston Bruins roped off their logo so Justin Bieber can't step on it on the floor of their dressing room. Good. I don't know. It's kind of ridiculous. What what else should we say? This is worse than bobby pins as a topic. Miley Cyrus told Justin Bieber to take a break from showbiz. That's an odd combination. He'll get married. No, no, because he was Selena Gomez. Are they broken up? See, the fact that you know this, Andy. (laughs) I thought everybody knew that they were together. Okay. We're done before Andy reveals more of his Bieber fever. I do. I don't have a fever. No, I don't have Bieber fever. This is all your fault, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. That's a wrap. This has been another episode of the Random Access Podcast. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, corrections, suggestions, remarks, reviews, rebukes, retorts, or just rants, feel free to contact us. You can find us on Twitter at RAPodcast or send us an email at mail at RAPodcast.net. Thank you for listening. <laughs>